It's us. Hi. We're the podcasters. It's us. Welcome to our podcast. I'm Rachel. And I'm Sam. We're the Sibs. And you're listening to Swift and Swigs with Sibs. That's right. This is the podcast where a brother and a sister discuss two of their favorite things, Taylor Swift and cocktails. Every episode, we will choose a song from Taylor Swift's 200-plus song catalog. We'll each pair a cocktail with that song, and then we will break down our favorite musical mixology moments. Hey, Sam, are we ready for it? I think we are. Welcome, Swiggies. Welcome. Hi, Swiggies. Welcome, welcome. Welcome, new listeners. If you happen to be finding us and landing on this episode, hey, here is your official hi there and hello from Swift and Swigs, and we are the Sibs. So you are listening to episode 015. That is 15. And if you are thinking that you're coming onto this episode 15, you chose it just for the number, and you're assuming we are discussing 15 while we failed you. We are not. We failed you. We're not doing that impeccable, fearless track 15. Maybe maybe we'll just not have to, like, episode, not in this episode. It will happen. Maybe we'll have to do it on, like, 115 or I don't know. We're going to go forever, folks, so... Just forever. Saddle in. Mm-hmm. Hey, Sam. Okay, I want to find out how you are, but I'm also realizing we have so much to talk about today. At yes. least. So I feel like we should just dive in. I don't. I do not care how you are. Well, okay, <laughs> I do. I do. Speaking like a true big sister. I know. I know. Always picking on me. I mean, I do. I do care a lot about you. But let's get into it, I guess. But before we get into it, Sam, do not rush us. I know you're excited. Oh, right. I totally forgot. Well, you've been so, like, nervous about this song. Um, Did you even give yourself time to get onto some new shit this week? Or have you only been trying to understand our swift of the day i've got i've got something okay give, I, i've give always me something. got something i'm always listening okay. to music so so this segment is called i'm doing good i'm on some new shit we'd love to talk about the new music that we've been listening to besides taylor sometimes actually it is taylor but it's just recirculating um rachel the new shit i'm on to this week is i rediscovered an old playlist that i used to listen to it's a spotify playlist called pollen and as in the like I think it's flower like in a flower okay. sort of thing very spring like called okay. pollen and it's described as being genre lists okay um but it's it's heavily beat heavy with a little bit of like r&b and some indie alternative pop um with a lot of like black artists and hip-hop beats hmm. and I know about this playlist because of our cousin Cole. He turned me on to this playlist uh, several years ago, and it's always being added to, which is fun. Um, and I think it's a really good playlist to have at a party. It's a good playlist oh. to have on a road trip. Um, and it's super duper fun and a little bit super weird duper. And, and alternative. Yeah. I like so, that. Um, 
It's called Pollen. Check it out. I, that's 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 the new shit I'm on to okay. this week. Rachel, what about you? Well, my new shit is somewhat related to the song that we're doing today. Our okay. family is going to see Hamilton on Ooh. stage. Um, I am so excited and so I realize and in my preparation for the Ares tour and really like diving into Taylor music that we're about to go to see Hamilton first and I need I wanted to get back into that era because the Hamilton era mm-hmm. was a big part of my early pandemic life um, as it was for yes. for many people but like I really I I I think it was early on we heard that Hamilton was coming to Disney Plus, and I was like, well, then it's about time I start listening to this music, because you know me, I'm always late to the party. I'm always late to all of the party, the music parties. So, Hamilton, that's what we've been listening to. Dun, 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 dun. We're doing a lot of that. The whole family's excited, and we're really getting into our, you know, political era with that. Speaking of political era... I think this is a good time for us to introduce our Swift of the Week. And this is the song that you chose, Sam. I'm going to put it on you. Why don't you introduce to us what we're chatting about today? Well, Rachel, I need to say something first. Okay. Oh, okay. This episode will contain spoilers regarding Taylor Swift's Mm -hmm. Eras Tour. Light spoilers, not like here is what you're going to see specifically, right? Correct. Or or have you gone? No. Okay. No, I've not. Just wanted to put that out there. So, but I wanted to mention that first and foremost because I chose the song this week, Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince off of her seventh studio album, Lover, which came out on August 23rd, 2019. Love it. I love this album so much. However, funny enough, this track has never been one of my favorites. But it's Same. it's it's a very important song to discuss on a podcast like ours, Rachel, because it is filled with some pretty remarkable songwriting, storytelling, metaphors, everything that Taylor Swift does best. And specifically, I chose this song because we have found out that this is the song that she opens her concert with. Dun, 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 dun. dun. (laughs) Exactly. So, can you imagine if she actually like entered the stage with that? I think I think my Hamilton Taylor Swift loving Venn diagram heart would just explode. There's probably it's a happening. a hashtag out there for a a group of people who love Hamilton and Taylor Swift. They're probably called Hamlors. I yep. uh, wouldn't be surprised. Oh, Hamlors. Taylortons. Um, Taylortons. Yeah. Which is Ham- which is Hamlifts. Hamblelifts. Hmm. Not sure I like that one nope, as much. That one's not working for me. Okay. <laughs> we'll workshop that. So yes, Rachel, that's yes. what we're doing. And it's it's a I lot. I'm there's, excited. There's a lot to unpack with this song, so we need a little bit of We we need some help. We need some help with a little yeah. bit of our uh cocktails to to fuel yeah. us. So, so it'd be Yeah. 
Uh, Swiggies and new listeners, before we get into the swift breakdown, that is not going to be very swift, we <laughs> like to talk about the swig that we brought to the table. Whatever mm. inspired us from this song and what we created from that. And I, I must say... In the same way that Sam was a little bit freaking out about how to break down this song, he also appeared to be very freaking out about the cocktail pairing. I get a text from him that says, have you decided what you're doing? Good luck. (laughs) And I just must say, Sam, I don't know who you're talking to, but I can find inspiration in, like, the lint in my belly button. Okay? (laughs) Gross visual. (laughs) I've never done that before, but I could if you challenged me. So I didn't have any trouble with this. I love a good deep challenge. This is such a humble brag. No, this is not even humble. I'm totally bragging all the way. Hundo brag. (laughs) This is a flex. Okay. Would you, is that what, what we're calling it? Okay. It's a flex. Would you like me to go first just to like, I think you you want to go first. Go first. I think I want to go first. Okay. I immediately, my eyes immediately were drawn to this line. We paint the town blue. Oh, I like that. This is the cocktail I'm bringing to you. So, of course, I'm thinking, okay, I need to make a blue cocktail. But we've been doing some of these, like, bluish cocktails with our butterfly tea flower. I wanted to stay away from that. I went straight to the blueberry, okay? nice. Because blueberries, particularly the ones I chose. Now, I, it's not blueberry season and I like to buy frozen blueberries when you buy frozen blueberries I mean there is so much juice the minute you crush the blueberries you're getting the entire cocktail is going to turn you know your bluish purple color so yeah you're painting the whole town blue when you use these frozen blueberries so I kind of I, I I thaw the frozen blueberries I muddle them. I crush it just like your dreams are crushed as you grow – about America is crushed as you grow older. So so I'm crushing my blueberries. And then, okay, but I, what, what am I painting with the blue? I'm painting a town. What is a town cocktail? Well, obviously, I immediately think of the Manhattan. Right, Sam? Oh, so, that's her hometown. That's, that's – that's New York – it is Taylor. Taylor Swift is New York City. Yeah. She is Manhattan. And now her whole town is painted blue. So I made a blueberry Manhattan. Fun. Um, it's really fun. So I, I I used a slightly less sweet vermouth because the blueberries already bring in some of that blue, that uh, sweetness. And obviously I had to add some bitters because we're a little bit bitter about, um, you know, being our hearts being broken by yeah. the prince, maybe. So – Paint the town blue. That's fun. All right. That's that's my swig of the week, Sam. How, what did your pathetic uh, mind come up with? Excuse you. I'm sorry. That was really mean. I'm sorry. I take that back. I take that back. Edit it out. You're not going to edit out. You would never edit out even with all the receipts of how I crush you. You know me. I've, I've, been, I've been keeping in the, the funny bloopers lately instead of editing them out. You're welcome, Swiggies, especially when it makes fun of you. <laughs> okay, so I've got this this cocktail called Where Are the Wise Men? Oh. And the inspiration behind this cocktail was America. And America? Nothing is more American than apple pie. Mm. So it's sort of like an apple pie cocktail. Yes. It's my famous 
apple cider simple syrup. Yum. Which is made with apple cider and a bunch of spices and a bunch of sugar, and you boil that all together. So it's like a spiced apple syrup. Um, I've got some lemon juice in here, and I added an egg white in here to make it nice and creamy and frothy, and it kind of gives you a little bit more of like an apple pie warmth when you have that creamy frothiness from an egg white. Um, Mm -hmm. The liquor in here is bourbon. Now, this is where the name comes in. Where are the wise men? A wise man would use a good quality bourbon, such as Snitching Lady Bourbon. But right, of course. where are the wise men here? Because we didn't use a good bourbon. We used Jack Daniels. So no, okay. No offense, Jack, but that's the whole point not, of this cocktail here. So we're not getting sponsored by Jack Daniels anytime soon. It's just a, a run of the run of the mill bourbon and apple cider syrup. And that just is, uh, it it's, it's reminds me of America when I drink it. So. I love that. Okay. So those are our swigs. Of course, we like to break down three main segments as we get into these Taylor Swift songs, starting with the spirit, which is what is the overall feel and meaning of the song? Then we're going to get into the musical mixology of it, all the fun backing tracks and songs and musical elements that make up the song. And then last but very much not least, we like to call the last section with a twist where we dissect these lyrics and Taylor is known for really twisting lyrics and in this song is no exception. So let's get into the spirit of Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. Where to begin, Rachel? Um, Wait, Sam, I have a question. Okay. Before we get into what the internet says, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. What do you think this song was about before you started researching it? Like, first, off the cuff, first listen, what were you thinking? I, I, I don't remember, like, back when I first heard this song, what I was thinking. But I do remember researching the album. After Lover came out, I was reading reviews about it and what people had to say. And so I knew off the bat that this song was having to do with politics. And so I've always known that... So you knew right away there was a political angle here. Yeah, I I was aware of the political angle, but I've never been able to really, like, understand what that angle was. Get it. Um, okay. Until now. I mean, I have a, a decent grasp on it now that I've really sat down for this episode. Um, but, I, I mean, comments I just, and, and forums really helped me understand. Um, yes, totally. I just need to say, for those who are who maybe be like me, it's okay if you're like, wait, Miss Americana and the Harper Prince is about politics? It's fine. Because maybe you, too, just like casually listened to lyrics and heard things like prom and bleachers and hallway and we're like oh it's another taylor swift song about (laughs) high school and you kind of just like moved on like i'm gonna be i'm just being honest that that's the only thing i thought this song was about i didn't do my research about lover i didn't pay attention to lover until just now and I so I didn't know this was a political song. Literally, 
like until this last week when we started researching right. it. Um, so I'm just I'm just saying I think a lot of people did because Taylor said it. She went yeah. in. She kind of just said that the song was about like this disillusionment in the world of politics that she experienced. And she wanted, because she's Taylor Swift, wanted to set it in a metaphorical mm-hmm. high school. So it makes sense that a lot of people, because I think as, as soon as you get it, you start to maybe maybe really break it down. Yeah. So so anyway, that's where I was starting from, just yeah. in case anyone was there. Um, so you're right. She was quoted saying that this is about the disillusionment of politics. What does that word mean, disillusionment? I think disillusionment means you thought one thing. And then you learned another. Mm-hmm. So you had this illusion that America was great and amazing and wonderful and yay, just like high school and prom and <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. And then you grow up or or 2016, for me yeah. personally, was a giant awakening and disillusionment mm-hmm. of like, holy crap balls. Yeah. Where do I live? What's going on with our country? Who are these people? And even now, who am I? And I think that Taylor, which is an incredible privileged place to be. And I think Taylor was kind of going through that. Yeah. Just like, oh boy, this is a mess. Yeah. And we'll get into it in the, in the, in the twist when we discuss the lyrics. But there mm-hmm. are definitely examples mm-hmm. when... She's she's saying she thought America was one way and it 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 didn't based on based on what was happening around uh, the the elections of 2016. So, um, but what's interesting about yeah. this song is she also sort of ties in a bit of a romance in this song as well. Mm-hmm. Um, she's basically mm-hmm. singing about the disillusionment and the sadness of the political spectrum of the time but there's a saving grace and that is her baby (laughs) i guess her heartbreak prince if you will um maybe okay i'm saying yeah i'm saying maybe maybe um so she said it was but i don't know i'm a little you could take it that way and that's the beauty of these taylor swift songs but as I was breaking it down, I got a little bit more, uh, okay, but we'll get into that. Okay, I'm excited to get into that. Um, let's talk about too. the musical mixology of this song, Rachel. Yeah. I think that, so here's here's the deal. With the Lover album as what a whole. What is the deal? The deal is that this album, to me, most of the songs... When I think about the overall genre of this album, I think about bubblegum pop a lot because those are the songs that stick out the most to me on this whole album. The one exception, I mean, but what's so interesting is there's a lot of other songs on Lover that are a little bit darker. We've talked about False God and the music behind that is not at all like the other songs on Lover. Um, we are now talking about Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince, which is a bit of a darker sound. And I, I'm picturing, like, 
a dark sky or it's nighttime as she's singing this and it's about you know her 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 sadness and her frustration with her country which is obviously a darker theme as well but just sonically the production gives it kind of darker vibes is that what you pick up as well well what's interesting is it starts off kind of ethereal Mm -hmm. um and when and slowly it begins to layer on a beat the beat actually the percussion sounds i get are a little bit marching band like yeah so which gives us it just kind of like points back to the high school um the sounds that stick out the most to me in this song is during the chorus um i'm not sure what instrument it is but it sort of sounds like bells mm. see if i can recreate this oh, please do i don't know if i conveyed that well enough to you rachel or to anyone listening i felt it but um listen to the chorus and you'll pay attention you'll you hear, will hear sam about. going and you'll see me dancing and the beat sort of changes there that there is a really good beat in this song too um, yeah, and then this—I don't know if this fits in better in this segment or in lyrics, but the go fight win with the like yes. background yes. cheerleading, totally. Um, is a, I wrote that down too for music. Yes, yeah. Okay. If you just told somebody who's never listened to this song, there's a section where she's cheerleading and she's saying "Go fight win." You might think, "What the hell music are you listening to?" But it somehow works, and I. Love. Maybe we should just get into the lyrics now, unless you have more to say. But um, no, no, that's that's where that's where I am. I, I, the, the the cheering definitely gave us this shit is bananas vibes, <laughs> and yes, yes. I love that song so much, I do too, and I yeah. love this. But sh- yeah. I think this. I I actually think the go fight win. I mean, I don't want to jump ahead, but that's like the part of this song that I liked the most. Yeah, and also it's the part that. I from the beginning and the end and then I got I like kind of got confused in the middle or I like faded out is why I really thought this was just like a cheerleading song like I could see that right it's just not a cheerleading song but like a high school song and like about a high school love Mm -hmm. relationship and yeah anyway let's get into the lyrics because this is where the big message Mm -hmm. is let's find out how Taylor twists this into her message Yes. I think the best way to do this, Rachel, is so nearly, I think every line of this song has important meaning and relevance to it. This song is like packed to the gills with imagery and metaphors. All the way. And she uses overall this metaphor of high school and like high school sports and teams and and the idea of like high school royalty she uses all of that as a metaphor for the political the political climate um so we're gonna get we're gonna hear a lot of that as we break down these lyrics now the first few lines you know i adore you 
I'm crazier for you than I was at 16. That, to me, is her singing about her country and how she is crazier for you as in her country more than she ever was before. Because now she's old enough to, like, kind of understand the politics and maybe that to her is more meaningful than it ever was when she was a younger. Um, that's what I think she's singing about here in those first lines is she's singing about right. her country. Uh, but I'm curious to know if you have, is she singing about a person instead? Is she singing to the heartbreak prince at this point? Um, so Sam, I think that's a great place to start because she uses you a lot in this song. And if you kind of pay attention, you can mean different things. Like, I definitely agree with you. I think right here it's just talking about the country, the you of the country. But the thing I get frustrated as we move on is when other people think, like, the you is her hus- her boyfriend or the you is her, like, fans or the you is this, the you is that. Like, sh- I think if you're going to break down this song, this is just my opinion. If you're going to break down the song, pick your you and stick to it, okay? Because otherwise it gets confusing. Well, okay. that's the thing is this song is so confusing to me well, because yes, I'm not sticking. I, I'm moving across the board. And I think she even said at one point that, like, we, we make the joke. If you ask Taylor, is it this or is it this? Sometimes yeah. she says She's yes. like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, totally. And, and this might be a good example of that when she's singing. It, it has several meanings, and she knew yeah. what she was doing when she wrote that. But I, you're you're right. It, it'll get too confusing if you try to like force your mind to pick a you and stick with that. So or not. Or sorry, I meant to say the other. I meant to oh say the, the other. other way. Yeah. If you if you don't pick a you and you're just floating back and forth between what is it? So what you did you pick? Well, okay, I just realized I left a big important part and thing out of my cocktail announcement because I'm using a glass that is – that oh, it's hard to see, but it says you on it. I have oh, these, nice. I have these two glasses that I was actually really excited to use the glass that says me perhaps later on okay. in our <laughs> discography conversation, but I realized the you could – work in this song it might even be able to work in another song but uh yes i think the you is really important to deciding how you want to listen to this song so i i see the you i kind of made it a little squishy i think the you does change a little bit in how she sees who she wants the you to be right so i think the you starts out as like America is great and all America and kind of like Americana, mm, uh, like the way that country music artists sing about like America, right? And yeah, I adore you. I love America. Yay, Fourth of July. And then as it gets in, she realizes that like actually the you that really matters to me is the you that I want to raise up that I want to support and raise up. So a lot of that's going to be her fans. So I think that it does change a little bit before for her, but I do think in the end, the you is 
the America that she really wants to care about, the people, the people that matter a lot to her, and not necessarily the government okay. that rules. So to you, the U is also sort of her country, but it's it's an idea of her country, not the country that she's reflecting on. Is that correct? It's the people of the country the and not necessarily. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. I like this. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think yeah. that this first verse right away tells us like what, like, and it, it, I think it's again, relatable. I probably like, we should have a drinking game for relatable. How many times Every I time say you that? Relatable. Yeah. Well, that's Taylor uh, Swift for you. She makes things yes, relatable. But that's the, exactly. And, but she's saying like, you know, I was crazy for you when I was 16. Like I had this. And, and we're going to get down, you know, waving homecoming queens, marching band playing, like, rah, 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 America, yay. I'm lost in the lights. Yes, it's all, like, happy and, and good. And, and and lost in the lights, to me, is, like, a, is almost, like, a good thing. Like, it's, yeah. like, it's so bright and shiny, and I'm just lost in it. Um, because perhaps she wasn't fully aware of, what all of that represented or the darkness that could come from from all of that, right? Well, and specifically at that age, she's coming into her fandom. She's coming into being on stage with lights shining on you. So mm-hmm. she was blinded by this process of, of becoming a fan of becoming a star at sixteen that she didn't have the chance to to really like sit down and listen and learn about what was going on because she's just lost in the lights of like, oh, this is wonderful and amazing. Well, and she was doing an interview way back in 2012, I believe, and I'm just going to paraphrase what the interview said, but she was asked about her political stance and she Mm. basically said she doesn't want to get into it because she does have her political beliefs, but, and I loved how she said it, I should actually find this so I can quote it. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. If I don't exactly what you're talking about. But she basically said how she doesn't feel confident enough or knowledgeable enough to really speak openly about that. And almost saying like she still has a lot to learn. And I yes. I just think that is the most honest um, and best. It, it's very like – it's a very like publicist-driven kind of sure. answer but it, I, yeah. I don't know if, if that was just what came off the top of her head when she answered the question or if that was like a pre-thinked plan to say because it was just very well worded and I'm bringing this up because she's lost in the lights when she was young she was just sort of like consumed by all the other things that were happening in her career and she didn't speak out pol- on her political beliefs until she was 30 basically yeah. And, you know, you see about it in the documentary called – oh, what's the name of that documentary You know what? Again? They really should have called it Miss Americana. Oh, oh wait. They, they did. did. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, it was yeah, – we, we obviously need to mention that at some point and discussing this. Song. I know. I forgot we haven't, we haven't mentioned it yet. But the whole documentary itself is about her growing into this awareness and – being able yeah. to speak out and recognizing her play, learning first. Yes, you're absolutely right. Like for her saying, I don't know enough. That is such an honest answer. Of course you don't know enough. She's not yeah. saying, that's not mm-hmm. my place. I don't want to say that. I don't know enough yet. And I love that she yeah. said that. Like she wants to learn more. She's yeah. saying like, I want to yeah. learn more. And, and you know, we, we see in the documentary that she eventually 
does learn more and then she does take a, a stance. So, yeah. um, okay, let's move on. Yeah, the yeah. next part running through rose thorns. I saw the scoreboard and ran for my life. Rose thorns made me think of blank space. I think okay, she talks I about call it what you want. Yes, I think I was going to say I think there's a handful of things even so in in blank space she says um rose garden filled with thorns. So like she she like thorns, plays with that yeah. metaphor of like getting caught in the thorns that like something's beautiful and then it's gone. Even I think it's back to December mm-hmm. she's like I gave you roses and I let them die or something like that. I don't know that song well enough, but it's something yeah. something like that. So like it's that something image that she's of, sung about in several songs before. Right. Right. Or mm-hmm. doesn't uh, Maroon, you you gave me carnations you thought were roses or something like that. Like roses, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So like that, the roses are supposed to be amazing, but then there's these this thorn and that like that ca- catches you and holds you back and and then scoreboard. I mean, I think this is kind of hinting at more specifically the election and like who won, right? Like. Which is interesting because right. it's also simultaneous. What a shitty 2016 Taylor Swift had. It's simultaneous with her running away from all the drama of Kanye right. and all of yeah, that. This was when at the she end of the cruel away. summer. Right. Yeah, she Which was that running. could be a scoreboard in and of itself, right? Like mm-hmm. people were mm-hmm. choosing sides and, you know. Oof. Yes, totally, totally. Yeah, it's a it's a very personal statement that she she says there because we can tie it back to both things, both the election and or her personal struggle that she was going through in 2016, where she hid out, she ran away, yeah. she hid out, and and um, based on what she was seeing, she saw the scoreboard and. Right. Right. You know, that was what she thought was her only option was just to hide. Oh, uh, no cameras catch my pageant smile. I counted days. We, ha- we haven't I had enough singing miles. on the pod yet today. It was great. To see you there. To see you there. To see you there. To see you there. It's, it's been, been a long, long time, time coming, coming now. Uh, that was beautiful. <laughs> Um, it was just you and me. Totes butte. Totes No butte. cameras catch my pageant smile. This one I interpret I interpret to be she's not smiling. It's not that she has a pageant smile and the cameras aren't on her. It's that she doesn't have a smile. No, no cameras are going to catch my pageant smile because she doesn't have one. Because, or maybe it's like a pageant smile is a very fake smile. Because when you're on a pageant, you're just like smiling to get mm-hmm. liked for or to win the to win you know the contest. Um, I like I watching know. your wheels turn here, Sam. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I I think so. I I catch this to mean that no one was no cameras at that time. Like she's. Taylor Swift was in hiding during 2016. So if we're going to be mm-hmm. specific, no one was seeing her vote. No one was seeing what what mattered to her. And this gets even more important in the second time she sings this pre-chorus because she changes yes. it a little bit. But but in this first time, like she's still a little fake. Like yeah, I think 
I think this person is great. But but like no one's even catching that. No one's even catching the fake smile about who she would who she would be voting for or what matters to her. Mm-hmm. No one is even catching that mm-hmm. because she's she's run for her life. But still, yeah. still she's counting down the days. She's counting down miles. That part I don't really understand. Maybe like whatever the distance between. It's been a long time coming. I think it's a distance between how long it's been since we, I mean, if we're going to get specific, I think since we had a woman in, as a president. And so mm-hmm. she was like, now, here here we have another you. To see you there, to see you there, it's been a long time coming. Okay, do you think that this still fits into our you? Like, does it still work with to see you America there? Yeah, I think it, I think it works into your you. I'm almost starting to think, Rachel, that maybe the you was is me. Maybe she's singing to me. Like she wanted to see me there with her. It's just a yeah. just just yeah. one man's thought and opinion. Just a twist. Yeah. But it definitely fits into your idea as well. And okay, so if Taylor were here, she would say yes. Yes, she would say yes. Um, she would. She would want you, yeah. Sam, specifically. And when she's on that stage and she's singing this song, she's going to make eye contact with you up in all the way up into your up seat. Up in section 317, yeah. row F. And she's going to see you. <laughs> and it's just going to be you and her. That's her whole world. It's, it's going to be her whole world. Yeah, it's just right there. Honestly, going to be my whole world. It, it, as exciting uh, as it, it is going to be to just watch her perform live. Sometimes I catch myself realizing I've never even like seen Taylor Swift as a person in my life, and I respect and adore her so much. And even if she didn't perform any songs, even if she just walked on stage and waved, I would be like, "Oh my god, I'm looking." <laughs> At the Taylor Swift. How cool is that? She does exist. She does exist. It's going to be like Santa. Oh, my God. This is the second time we've referred to Taylor Swift as the Santa of (laughs) the music industry. Anyways, there is is something I really, really want to dissect with you, Rachel, and it's in this chorus. So let's get into it. Let's do it. Get into it's it. you and me. That's my whole world. They whisper in the hall, but she's a bad, bad girl. And here bad, you get the cheerleading. Girl. Okay. Oh, okay. And yes, that's the first cheer. The cheers are just used as another trope of high school that she's using as a metaphor for the political spectrum. Um, but I think, Sam, I think that the it comes in anytime it's almost like, Hey, don't get too serious about it. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Like because that's a that's a really harsh thing to say that people are saying she's a bad bad girl. This is what I think. This is like people saying Taylor never speaks out about anything. She's bad. You know, it's weird to say bad girl cuz that weirds me <laughs> out. But like Taylor doesn't have any opinions. Like she never like speaks up mm-hmm. her mind. Mhm. And then, like, the little cheer people are like, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> You're okay, Taylor. <laughs> I think that got a little bit of my, like, Mario nice voice right there. That was nice. pretty cute. Um, now, this. Okay, but what do you want to break down? I'm sorry. I got distracted. We're not there yet. Um, 
The whole school is rolling. Oh, we're not there yet. Fake dice. You play stupid games. You win stupid prizes. This these lines were hard for me to kind of understand what she meant. Here's what I landed with. Basically, uh-huh. high school is a lot of fakeness and fake dice and stupid games and stupid prizes. Maybe just means like there's not a lot of realness. There's not a lot of truth in politics and in high school. And the games that you're playing yeah. are made with fake dice. Like there's, there's, it's, it's just not even, it's not even real, yeah. right? Um, you play, like, and it, it's not even a fair game. There's not like nothing, nothing is actually happening. Like the winners are always going to win, or like the, like the, the bullies are always going to win. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. here she is going into you again. It's you yeah. and me. There's yeah. nothing like this, and yeah. this is where. I'm a little bit leaning more towards the romantic you, mm-hmm. whether that's me or Joe. I, I don't know. Um, because it's almost like she's looking for an escape from all of this. And she's saying, like, it's just you and me. And there's nothing like this. And who's you and who's me? This is what I wanted to discuss. Mm. And this is, of course, the song title, Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince. Mm. Miss Americana makes sense to me. She's basically calling herself Miss Americana because she's been America's sweetheart. She's she's portrayed this image of an American country star from grassroots. And she's a good girl. And that's sort of the idea of Miss Americana to me. But what the heck does Heartbreak Prince have anything to do with this all right i'm ready this for you sam I, i've not landed i've not landed on a realization okay so the easy answer is yes it could be it could be as easy as a relationship joe is her heartbreak prince uh prince connects us to british royalty he's from london so it makes sense to put him in that category she's Miss americana okay that's easy okay that was like an easy thing um the heartbreak thing, I think Taylor's always afraid of a heartbreak. I think with Joe particularly that she was always – she's always ready for him to break her heart because she can't believe he's that good. It's that good. But, okay. So yeah. there's that story. Here's here's my story, Sam. Miss Americana mm-hmm. is who Taylor – used to be or who the idea yeah. of America that she used to have heartbreak prince is mm-hmm. the, the heartbreaking reality of what America is okay and she's it's you mm. and me like it's you heartbreak prince the heartbreak of what's happening and what I'm realizing and it's me that's like that's what i've got i've got both of that whole world okay and it's 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 like the reality most voted most likely to run away with you okay well there's our high school little like most likely whatever but um i i think what it's saying is the reality is like you're always going to end up like that you're always going to end up realizing that america will break your heart like the the truth about america is heartbreaking but you have to yeah. – you're going to be sad about it. It's going to like – like we paint the town blue. Okay, well, we've got some like democratic tropes there. We want to like – like sad and blue. Those, it's like a playoff of we paint the town red. 
Oh my gosh, I'm like, but I'm also going, she I'm, uses blue to describe Joe quite a bit right? too. Right, and so I'm picturing if she's with him, if he's her heartbreak prince, yes, he's blue to her. Yes, not in a sad way, sure. but that's the color she uses to describe him. A yeah, lot. yeah. I mean, but, I, and, but do you think and so? If they're together, yeah, there's so many meanings. I, I think that's why she did it because she loves. The idea that we could think it could be a million different things, but I do think it still works with our you that that heartbreak prince and and maybe maybe even like getting it because okay like if we look at the timeline specifically like America falls apart she's starting to realize that she also is falling apart she meets Joe all of this is happening at the exact same time okay so. Yeah. Maybe like she falls like she falls in love with this British guy. Now she's fallen in love with a lot of British guys, or two at least, I guess. Right? Tom Hiddleston was also British. Oh, see, she so, you know you know she loves a London boy. She does love a London boy. She runs away with you, which is the guy that she fell in love with. But also with you, maybe like she was just like forget about like my heartbreak of this country is still is connected to him like it's all like intertwined at the same time like she's mm-hmm. she's being heartbroken of america while she's falling in love with a london boy like it's just like yeah i think it's i think it's all the same to her i think it's all very connected yes yeah no i, I think I, I think i think you're right hey taylor just like weigh in like like you know send us a comment or just a little voicemail message we'll play it on the next podcast just to find like out. and subscribe taylor like if you subscribe, haven't taylor. subscribed to our podcast yet then Push pause, hit subscribe. Pause the pod. And we'll meet you at midnight and then tell us all of your thoughts on this song that's so confusing. And we've only gotten through the first half of the song. Um, but we repeat a lot, so it's okay. Were you um, – so voted most most likely to run away. Were you ever voted most were – you, were you a superlative in your high school no, Sam, yearbook or anything? No, I was not cool enough to even make it into a superlative – Okay. Well, maybe you were like voted most dorky. I don't no, know. Not even that. Like, you don't I have wasn't, to be cool to have. A I wasn't dorky. That was not my category. I was invisible. Aww. I was like Rachel, just like oh she's nice. Not like dorky. Not like nothing. I was just like a, oh she's nice. This has my, been my persona. Oh she's nice. You should answer the question. Were you voted voted most likely to to anything? I was voted. Yes, I was voted best dancer of the senior class. All because yes, you were. All because, well, A, I am a good dancer. Thank you very much. B, I was only voted this because the movie Same. Napoleon Dynamite came out when I was in high school, and I recreated that famous dance oh, scene. Classic. In the yes, outfit did. and everything. Oh, Sam. And I performed that in my sophomore year at a pep rally assembly. And. It went viral in my high school community. People didn't have cell phones to film it on. And I was asked to perform that every year since. People just loved that that I would dance to that song. And so it was sort of a joke that that's – because that dance is, like, not a good dance. But I would – I poured my heart and soul into it. So that's kind of why I was voted best dancer. That's a great. That's a great throwback. And then there were there was a man and a woman, or it was a boy and a girl. So I was the boy. The girl who got voted best dancer 
was actually like a really talented dancer. <laughs> and so I wonder if, if, mm. and, and so there's a picture of us in the yearbook together. Like I'm like, we're like ballroom yeah. dancing. See, and uh, I do wonder if she was like, oh, I worked so hard for my actual dancing, and this guy just Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, she's like, if I were the man, <laughs> if I were the man, then I, then she'd be the man. I'd be the man. Oh man. Yeah. Oh man. Exactly. Oh man. All right. <laughs> and next week's podcast. Oh my goodness. <laughs> we have so many songs we're we're doing next week. Okay. Let's <laughs> let's continue. Verse three. Okay, so this whole verse to me, Sam, is like the is like a Me Too movement kind of a verse. Sure. Like, yeah. Are, are you getting that? Yeah, it's it's definitely I mean, about like you know, especially men with power and and men with yeah. privilege, how Speaking they can of the man they can do bad things and you know her team being who she wants to represent her politically is not mm-hmm. the one that's in power, battered and bruised right. from all that. Meanwhile, all these bad guys, all these men who are in power, are just high-fiving each other, laughing at their wrongdoings. And here she is singing with her head hung again. We talked about that in uh, in Clean, with her head. She hung her head. She lost the war. Oh, and, um, yeah. and here she is again with her head hung. And yet again, you are the only one who seems to care. You... I don't know. I don't know. I think she's talking about me still. Because I care, I, I mean, because yeah, you really care. But there it is again. Or, yeah. or, uh, the America that is on her side. Like, the America that matters to the, the The rest of America that's like, yeah, this sucks. I think, I think that's what the U is. Like, the America, again, it's changing again. Yeah. It's like the U's... Started off as this, like, Americana, like, that she thought America was. And now it's, like, all the other, you know, I, I picture this, like, army of people that are her fans or her supporters or the people that matter to her. Yeah. That, who care? That, and that's, those are the people that she wants to fight for. Uh, let's go on to American stories burning before me. Or me. Or you. Or us. She loves a burning um, reference. Wait. I, I mean, I think this one just keeps going on mm-hmm. with the boys will be boys, the man, the damsels, damsels in distress. Yes. Here we've got the wise men that you are looking for, and you're not finding it in Jack Daniels, I tell you that much. Nope, that's that's my cocktail. And and where are the wise men? Well, they're not even in this glass because I finished my cocktail. Sorry. I finished mine too. We should have made more. We should have made more. Uh, um, darling, I'm scared. Okay. But yes, burning is that's a fra- that's a that's a metaphor she really enjoys. And I love a good burning meme, you know, just like a throw the match and walk away. Yeah. It really I can't tell you how many times I have said that about America in the last 8 years or so. Like, can we just light a match and walk away? And like start we over. need to start fresh. Mm-hmm. It feels that way sometimes. It yeah. definitely does. I feel that. Yeah, and she's feeling helpless. Sometimes you feel helpless, and the damsels are depressed. And boys will be boys. Where are the wise men? Darling, I'm scared. She's just, like, lost all hope at this point. She's watching it burn up in front of her. Um, Who's uh, darling? Uh, we are her darlings. You are her darlings. 
Does she like, sing Darling in other songs? Darling. Darling. I, I feel like she does. Um, yes, of course. She says it in London, boy. Darling, I fancy you. Oh, yeah. Who could ever Who could ever leave me, darling? Who, who could, could stay? stay? We've got a lot of darlings. So... So is it is it her lover? Yes, but we are also her lover. Mostly just you. But we, we, the people that matter to her, are her darlings. Okay. Yeah. Here we're back into our pre-chorus, but this is where we get an excellent example of a Taylor Swift twist. A twist, yep. Because instead of saying, no cameras catch my pageant smile, she says, no cameras catch my muffled cries. So it's getting a little bit, like she's getting even more anxious and scared so like Mm -hmm. i see here it's like it's not even like she's even starting to try to maybe like muffled cries but she's muffled like she's still in hiding she's still not saying anything even though she's feeling it even though she's now disillusioned and she's crying and she's like this is not right but she's still not saying anything yeah and she sees you. She sees America not doing great. I see you there. I see you people. And the Well, she's counting there. she's so counting there. down the days to see you there, which it goes back to your original thought mm. of you as like the America that she wants. Um although I'm not sure cuz yeah. she says I counted like she she was hoping, she was counting to to see you there, to the America that she wants. But now the storm is coming. We talked about that in Clean as well. She uses another storm reference. Yes. And this time, I mean, unlike Clean, the storm was like a good thing. But this is now like the storm as in the really the rough part, like the the time that you don't want to be caught in. And now the storm is coming. But it's you and me. And that's my whole world. Um. And this and, and, and again, this is why I feel like it's about a romantic partner because this is her escape from all of that. It's a storm is coming, but it's you and me, and that's my whole world. And they can whisper what they want. She's a bad bad girl. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and it's you and me, there's nothing like this. You know, I, I still think it works though, Sam. Well, I don't disagree with you, Rachel, at all. But I'm okay. I'm also just okay. putting this in here as well that it it almost seems like Fine. she's looking for a way out from all of this, but she can't escape yeah. her yeah. country. She can't escape what's happening, yeah. but at least she can look towards a hope of something. And whether that's you as in a person yes. or you as in like the yes. thought of her country and down the, down the future, you know, that's, that's her whole world. That's all she would, she'd rather encapsulate herself in those thoughts, the hopeful thoughts. Yeah. But she's going to fight. She's going to fight it. Yeah. Here, now we get into the bridge, the banging bridge. Mm-hmm. That's just what we love. We get our cheerleaders that are like, go, fight, win. What a brilliant. I just. So this is what I was going to say oh, I wanna be earlier. Is, as long as I had listened to this song, it wasn't until like a year ago maybe that it dawned on me that she's singing go, fight, win. And I never put that together yeah. as that is a classic okay. cheerleading chant. I never realized that. Yes. Of course it is. Right? Very smart. What a beautiful way. She takes a classic go fight win chant, but she's using um, a, a storyline of struggle. So she's saying, I don't want you to go 
America. I don't want you to go to crumble. I don't want the storm to take over you. I don't want it to be, but I don't really want to fight. <laughs> like she's afraid. Like she doesn't want to have to fight for you. Mm-hmm. I just, cause she doesn't think she, anybody's going to win. Like she doesn't, she doesn't like the fight. Yeah. She doesn't like the conflict. I, I feel you yeah. Taylor. I feel it's, you. It's a very like pessimistic song, isn't it? Like she's, she, even though I was just talking about how she's like looking for hope, but she's very clearly distraught from this current situation. Yeah. Because nobody's going to win is, like, just a very negative thing to say. But that's how she feels in this moment is that there's just yeah. kind of no hope. Now, this part, I think you should come home. This is where I kind of, uh, cr- I don't know, creative license. I actually kind of hear that as people saying to her, I think you should come home. Like, I think you need to come home to this. So I I, oh. I, I changed that a little bit. Like, like somebody else is saying to her, I think you should come home. I think you need to fight. I think you need to do this. Because as she goes along in the chorus, she gets, she finally comes around in the end to saying, I'll never let you go. Like, she's like, okay, fine. I will never let you go. Because mm-hmm. I know this is a fight that someday we're going to win. There's gonna our win. hope. Like, it took us so long, but we finally got to that yeah. hope. Taylor's coming home. She is going to go. Yeah. She's going to fight. And she's really going to hope that we win. And we've talked about how Taylor often repeats things in her songs as if she's like trying to convince herself um i think i am finally clean i think i am finally clean i think i am finally clean or i know this is a fight we're not gonna win i know this is a fight we're not gonna win and then she finally comes around this is a fight that someday we're gonna win she definitely does that a lot evermore evermore Um, also going back i just love the idea of home we've also talked about how she uses the idea of home to mean different things she's really good at that um, what we haven't talked about really yet, Sam, is the intentional choice to begin her era's tour yes. with this song. I was gonna, just going to talk about this as well. Yeah. I mean, I think um, that's the best way for us to wrap up this conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, there's like an obvious line in this song, it's been a long time coming. And I think that is, from what I gather, I haven't like really heard or seen the opening um, of the tour, but I just know that this is the song that she uses, and I think that it revolves around that lyric. Maybe that's like... Mm. I mean, a lot of people were speculating that the opening song is going to be Meet Me at Midnight. Sure. Or or It's Me, Hi. And those are like very perfect ways to begin opening. And... Every podcast I listened to, every video I saw before Eras Tour officially started, people were speculating what is the opening song going to be, and they were. Most people were thinking it was a midnight song. Um, I I don't think I I wonder if there was a person out there who was confident that it was going yeah. to be Miss Americana on the Heartbreak Prince. If so, in the, in the show March yourself. Madness bracket of Eras set list. Did anyone pick Miss Americana and the Heartbreak Prince as the opener? I'd like to know. speak now. Speak don't be now. Fear- Let us know. Don't and be we need, fearless. We need proof with a timestamp before yeah. 
March 17th, if that was your thought. And if so, kudos to you. We did not see this coming. And when I found out that this was the song that was opening, at first I was like, huh? huh? And yeah, then totally. I, I, I guess I just, the more I thought about it, I was like, that's actually really cool because I think it, in a way it makes sense that she chose a lover track because she was going to tour Lover when that got yes. canceled. So she probably yes. just like wants to start off with Lover as if yep. she as if she never missed it in the first place. And Miss Americana that is definitely like the sound of it is badass, you know? It's not sure. like Absolutely. It's not very it's not slow, it's not like annoying. It's it's different. We had talked about that in the sound, but it's it's a got a cool beat to it and obviously like you know the 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 meeting is a little bit heavy, but in a way, it's like it's a really great way to start the tour because it's not super cliche. It's not campy. It's it's like this is how she's starting her tour. This is a deep song, and this is like laying the foundation for this, the three and a half hours you're about to witness. Is like we're gonna go there, and. And so the more I think about it, the more excited I am that this is how she opens. And I, and I don't, I don't know how she walks on stage. I don't know how the stage opens. I haven't I don't seen either. that. I swipe past that. I want that to be a surprise. Yep. So, um, what are your thoughts on this being the opening song? The, so, same similar progression of like really, but then when I went back and listened to the song, okay, the song starts off like that, like ethereal, and I, I love. Um, a slow, gradual, like, crowd getting excited for the beginning of a song for a concert. Like, a song that doesn't just come out and just, like, mm-hmm. start right away, right? Like, you need a song that builds for your opener, okay? You can't, you you gotta have to, like, get the crowd excited. And you can, again, haven't heard it either, but you can drag out that, like, like, you can have lights go on. You could do that for a while, okay? And then you build... But the beauty of this song, I think, is a whole entire representation of where she has traveled in her eras. So it's the song itself represents the way that Taylor Mm -hmm. started off humble as Miss Americana, as like just this like simple all-American girl into a person that has finally said like, oh my God, I'm like getting teary-eyed all of a sudden. But like as a person that's just like... Damn it! Like, I... These things matter to me. And, like, she's fine. Like, Midnight's itself. Like, if you look from Taylor Swift debut to Midnight's, like, she's singing about, like, really deep things that her fans need to hear that she has only learned by looking back. And that's the only way. Like, she finally learned to not run away, but to come back and fight and to hopefully win. And she has. Dang, she's yeah. winning everything, right? So, like. She is winning everything. She didn't win Song of the Year at the Grammys, but we've talked about that. We don't need to bring that one up again. In general, she just wins at what she does. It's yeah. always successful. Her fans love everything that she does. And she could do really bad things, and I think her fans would still love that. But she's not doing – she's objectively making great music with great lyrics. She's a good human. She's standing up for what she believes in. 
There's really not a bad thing about Taylor. Well, she does fly her private jet around a oh, lot, yeah, no. but whatever. But yeah, um, like she's she's about to sing songs that almost contradict each other, right? Like we're going to hear her singing about like Romeo and Juliet. I don't know. I'm not telling you that we're going to hear about I her singing know. about Romeo. <laughs> okay. Hopefully we hear these like early like fairy tale songs and then we hear her talking about but like but life isn't a fairy tale like I, like that you know she's got a sing love story and, you probably know yes or no i don't know but she's got a sing love story i can't imagine she wouldn't i will i but will not say i you're, will not no, you're, speak now it's it is gone it's such i can't wait i really hope yeah that we get a like we did with the Reputation Stadium tour on Netflix, I hope that we get like a documentary about this tour. Oh, that man. way we know like what the thought process was for why yeah. she wanted to open yeah. with this song, or you know, we just get more close up visuals. I, I don't know where you're sitting, yes. but I'm not I need- super close no. to her the stage. I know, but so- I, I hope so too. I want to know all of the details. I just mm-hmm. love to know her the inner workings of her mind, and she doesn't. She just gives us all. Just a tiny little taste, but I'd like to know at least a little bit more. Yeah. Sam, it's been a long time coming, but I think it's time that maybe we announce next week's song, The Swift of the Week. What do we got going on next week? All right, then I don't want you to go. I don't really want to fight because nobody's going to (laughs) win. Okay, Rachel, next week is actually a very special episode because we have another guest that will be joining us next week. That'll be our cousin Fran, who we've mentioned in several episodes past. She is a singer-songwriter. She's a fellow Swifty, and we love her dearly. She's a music genius in many, many ways. And Fran has chosen our next song to be... I'm so excited! What is it? We are going to do Invisible String. (gasps) Oh my gosh. Okay, I'm so excited. I have so many thoughts. Ah! Okay. I think so does our cousin Fran, so... Excellent. Excellent. Tune in next week with a very special guest. We're going to go back into our folklore era with Invisible String. Woohoo! Excellent choice, Fran. All right. I, I mean, I don't want to go, Sam, and I don't really want to fight with you, but because nobody's going to win. But I, I think that you should bring this podcast home. Ah, good one, Rach. Swiggies, we just want you to know we see your high fives and we are not leaving with our head hung because we know you seem to care. We appreciate all your support. Rachel, I've been reading all of the comments that everyone's leaving on our on our videos for our cocktails and it's very clear that you guys are having so much fun just as much fun as we are making these drinks talking about taylor swift breaking down all the intricacies of these songs Uh, we really really appreciate all of your support swiggies so keep the reviews coming give us all the love please subscribe to us and let us know how you're feeling. Let us know. Ooh, let us know what songs we should do. We kind of want to, yeah. we, we're, we're sort of, you know, we love breaking down all these songs, but we want to know what you guys want to hear. Um, I've gotten a couple suggestions already, so keep those uh, ideas coming and let us know what you want to hear. Hey, Swiggies, cheers. 
It's just, you know, you and me and, and all of us swiggies out there, our whole world. They whisper in the hallway, we are a, not we are a, bad girls. We're a good, good podcast? Yeah, that's what they're whispering. Everybody's whispering. Shh. Okay. We'll see you next week. <laughs>